Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Fourth and Inches Show with Jana and the Sherpa. I'm Jana, and joined as always by my co-host, the Sherpa Scott Sweeney. He'll be on in just a second. Thanks to Blog Talk Radio, we had a couple of technical problems today, but we're still here. We've got the full hour show for you tonight. We'll be looking at everything for Week 15. You're in the playoffs. This is an important time. We've got everything to get you to victory. We're going to take a look at everything from waiver wire picks, injuries, which unfortunately there were a lot of last week. Um, we'll, we'll tell you how to fix those. Don't you worry. We're going to take a look at game by game, who to start, who to sit, predictions, your top players at every position, and, of course, your daily fantasy uh, options for this week so we can win you money across all platforms. Uh, so we've got an action-packed show for you tonight. Sherpa's here. We've got some Saturday night games and Saturday day games this week. So we got, we got a, a nice sleep for you tonight. I know I stole your your thunder here at the top, Sherpa, but where would you like to come from this week? Um, that's okay. I was going to come from Carson Wentz's <laughs> surgeon's office, but uh, we can <laughs> probably save that for another week so, or, yeah. or six months or so. But uh, anyway, how how did your uh, team fare this past weekend, Jana? And how was your Very birthday? Very well. It was excellent. Cowboys won. That was a good thing. Ate a lot of pie, so I'm pretty hyped about that. And, uh, you know, we got to see we got to see a, a football game in a blizzard, which I'm always a huge fan of. I know not everyone gets gets on board with that kind of excitement, but I was I was super into the Bills. Probably game not the week. people that bet the over on the over under. But, uh, yeah, that was yeah, fun to watch. Those people were not happy about it, but it was fantastic. And the Sean McCoy still went off pretty good despite the snow. So I was happy all around. <laughs> yeah, I was I was kind of hoping it would come down to a field goal at the end just because. Yeah, I wanted to see uh, the, the Buffalo kicker, see if he could do any better than Adam Vinatieri did. But uh, anyway, I just, he's got I a lot I loved that to... Nathan Peterman just kept throwing. The, like, he was still throwing the ball. Like, it was like, oh, Blizzard, no big deal. Let's let's put the ball up a couple of times. I was like, yes, yeah, <laughs> let's there, do this. There should be a rule if it's a Blizzard. You have to no pass counts unless it's at least 40 yards. Yeah, just heave everything. Every pass is a Hail Mary. It's the only way this works. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. Well, then it would look like Deshaun Kaiser's pass in overtime against the Packers, but uh, I that digress. That wasn't a pretty one. No. That was a pretty one. Oh, goodness. Well, I guess we should jump right in. We got a yeah, let's do that. Playoff couple, week. A couple of injuries this week. It's a little, a little okay. sad, but, you know, we'll make do with it. We'll, t- we'll start we start in on the running backs? Yep, the old running backs. Um, injuries of note, Joe Mixon missed the game last week with a concussion. He's still technically in the protocol, but it looks like he'll be okay this week. Mike D- Davis is still dealing with those bruised ribs. Adrian Peterson with that nagging neck injury and Damian Williams with the shoulder injury. Um, but overall it was not a bad week to be a running back. You know, it was a, it was a healthier week. Quarterback on the other hand, not so great. <laughs> no. But, uh, of course we've got some waiver wire picks for you since, it is the playoffs. You got to be smart about it now. Yeah, I think this this week the the game analysis matters. Uh, you know, in the playoffs more than it does. Uh, you almost have to put on a underwriter's hat to to borrow an insurance <laughs> expression and uh, analyze <laughs> these games. Uh, try not to overthink them, but at least uh, don't just assume that because a star player has been performing well for you all year that he's necessarily going to do well when you need it most in the playoffs this week and uh, you'll see match-ups, that when we get to our boys list. 
Yeah, exactly. This so true. Uh, just in terms of guys that might be available on the waiver wire, Mike Davis, if he's healthy, you mentioned mm-hmm. you know, he's dealing with, uh, you know, with his um, injury, his rib injury. Uh, Devontae Booker, I know, has gotten dropped in a lot of leagues, but is still out there yeah. um, and has a nice matchup against Indianapolis. Austin Eckler, nice matchup against the Chiefs. Danny Woodhead up against Cleveland. And Corey Clement going up against the Giants. And there you have to stretch your imagination a little bit and think that Philadelphia is still going to be able to blow out the Giants and that there's going to be a lot of garbage time in that game in the second half, which is usually where Corey Clement uh, picks up the bulk of his fantasy points. And then um, not such good matchups, but also available on the waiver wire are Theo Riddick. And uh, mm-hmm. Peyton Barber. So anybody I overlooked yeah. or anybody you want to give an extra plug to? Uh, Rod Smith with the Cowboys. We've talked about him oh, over yeah, the sure. last couple He's of weeks. Oh, yeah, still available. Uh, he is in a lot of places, believe it or not. Um, I know he's somebody I stashed a few weeks ago. He's a great flex option. The Cowboys have all of a sudden decided, oh, my God, we can still run the ball without Ezekiel Elliott. And Rod Smith, even though he's not going to be the de facto number one back, you know, with with a little bit of garbage time and a couple of good breaks, he's going to put up enough points to justify throwing him in your flex spot or, you know, further down if you're injury depleted. But, you know, it'll be interesting. I, I think you it's think a, it'll be garbage time. It may in not be this week, but this week. I don't know if it's going to be garbage time, but they're going to have to they're going to have to at least stay honest with the run in the past. I, I think that game's going to be higher scoring than I think probably some other people do. But I mean, it's a game I'd play him in. Okay. Yeah, um, just to set the scene a little bit, I know I'm jumping ahead here, but just in terms of the games That's this okay. week, while there are a lot of <clears> matchups that, you know, I, I think there's a little bit more clarity in some of the matchups this week than we've had the past two or three weeks, but I think there are going to be a lot of high-scoring games. I actually am projecting yeah. 10, count them, 10 teams to score at least 30 points this week, which would be probably close to an all-time okay. record. So I'm I'm thinking that there's going to be a lot of points uh out there for you know your fantasy yeah. matchup. I think, uh, might I think have I've a really got seven or score, eight but... teams. I got seven or eight teams at thirty or more points, so I'm. I'm I have several close. games with both teams over thirty, so uh, we'll Ooh, have a look okay. at that. I like it. Get into it, but um, as far as uh, running backs, who are your what's let's hear your top ten for this week? Still big on Le'Veon Bell. Uh, that's a game I'm sure we both have as a high-scoring one. Alvin Kamara, Mark Ingram are two and three on my list. Uh, it's if you've got one of them on their on your team, play them. <laughs> that's what it comes down to. You worried about Sean McCoy with either of them? No, Especially no, they've been Kamara. playing through them. It hasn't seemed to slow them down too bad. So I'm I'm happy starting either of them. Again, another game that's going to have some pretty substantial scoring in it. <laughs> I would think. Um, LaShawn McCoy. Probably on one side more than be, the other. Yeah, I think so. It, it may not be a blizzard, but I'm still going to start LaShawn McCoy this week. Todd Gurley, uh, even on paper, the matchup maybe doesn't look like the best. I th- still think that he's going to have a pretty good day. Leonard Fournette, Melvin Gordon, Devontae Freeman, Jordan Howard, and Carlos Hyde round out my top ten. And then I've got Kenyon Drake, Christian McCaffrey, and Kareem Hunt just outside it. Okay. Um, had more overlap than we've had the last few weeks in our list, but uh, still some differences of opinion, which is always welcome on the show. But uh, <laughs> I have Kareem Hunt at the top of my list, Leonard Fournette wow. second, LaShawn wow. McCoy third, Jordan Howard fourth, Jay Ajay fifth, Mark Ingram sixth, Devontae Freeman seventh, Todd Gurley eighth, Christian McCaffrey ninth, and Le'Veon Bell 
uh, 10 with uh, Alvin Kamara, Mike Davis, Alex Collins, and Melvin Gordon getting honorable mentions. It's like you took my list and just flipped it upside down. I actually I, I don't have too much of an issue with the JGI pick. Just me personally, I think I like Legarrette Blunt uh, a lot in that game. But either one of them for me probably more a flex option, just because I I think they're just going to go so hard with the run game that everybody's going to get touches. That's going to kind of deplete value. I don't know. I mean, we can talk more about it when we get into the yeah. you know, the game analyses. But my thought is that the Eagles at this point are just prepping for the playoffs. They sh- even if they were somehow to lose the game against the Giants, which I think is highly unlikely. Yeah, you know, in my unlikely, mind, if I'm them, I'm treating I'm treating this almost like a preseason scrimmage, and I just want to see you know <clears> what <throat> Nick Foles' range of plays is. Make sure that he can complete the you know, the passes that he should be able to complete. You know, he might not be Carson Wentz, and I'm sure they're not going to let him run the way they had uh, Carson Wentz not run because I think they probably don't want to see uh, they probably don't want to see Nate Sudman in as their uh, quarterback on Sunday. But um, <laughs> I, I someone th- call Mark least, Sanchez unless, unless it's by choice. Yeah, it's still an improvement on Mark Sanchez. But um, I I think. The Eagles. I think the Eagles are still going to throw the ball a fair amount, but uh, run-wise, I, I think that's you know, probably where they'll start off and get Bowles comfortable. I don't think you know, he's going to throw the ball 50 times, but you know, 20 to 30 times from him wouldn't surprise me either. But uh, we'll see how that plays out. And of course, you've got the three-headed backfield in Philadelphia too, with two of the heads being more prominent than the third. But still, it's a little difficult to know from week to week uh, what's going on there and especially yeah. now that you've got the wild card of uh, the quarterback change in there mm-hmm. so how about uh, yeah. avoid avoid list who's on your avoid list for running backs this week uh, Doug, Doug Martin right at the top of it this week Samaje Perrine uh, DeMarco Murray hurts me to do it but kind of have to uh, Matt Forte just a bad situation again another quarterback change there and being a little banged up Frank Gore, Tevin Coleman, Aaron Jones, Isaiah Crowell, Orleans Darkwa. And it's just, like you said, there's a lot of high-scoring games, but then there's a lot of teams on the other side of that, and they're they're just not going to be running the ball. They're going to be throwing all day. Yeah, so um, we had a few overlaps there. The Marshawn Lynch was at the top of my list. I think Dallas's mm-hmm. defense, as you've pointed out, is better with Sean Wayback and I just don't see them doing a lot of damage on the ground. Uh, Joe Mixon, Giovanni Bernard. Giovanni Bernard's had a couple of nice games, but uh, I want no part of that backfield. Samaj P. Ryan, you mentioned him. Kenyon Drake, I differ on how I guess that game is going to play out. I don't like that matchup against Buffalo um, for him. Carlos Hyde, Matt Breda, I don't like that. Uh, Kerwin Williams, no thanks. Theo Riddick, uh, the Giants backfield combination of Orleans Darkwell and Wayne Gallman and the Tampa Bay combination of Peyton Barber and Doug Martin, also uh, guys I'm staying away from this week. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, Tampa Bay. This is not your week. Probably not. I mean, they'll make it interesting through the air, I think. But, uh, yeah, this isn't a good week to be playing Tampa Bay running backs. So uh, let's move on to wide receivers. How about – Injuries of note on the wide receiver side. Who are you paying attention to there? Amari Cooper still dealing with the ankle injury. He tried to play last week. It didn't go well <laughs> for him or anybody on that team. Uh, Robert Woods still not playing with that shoulder injury. Kelvin Benjamin came back last week in a blizzard. 
with a bad knee, which I thought was a really terrible idea, but he scored a touchdown. So, I mean, I guess they're smarter than I am. Uh, Alan Hearns dealing with the ankle injury. John Brown still dealing with the toe injury. Uh, but overall, a healthier week for wide receivers. It's interesting because Kelvin Benjamin's health is going to determine a lot. And Zay Jones was being you know, put forth as somebody everybody should run out and add to their you know, team last mm-hmm. week, and I was probably one of the people saying that. But um, I was uh, sitting on my couch just trying to figure out why on earth do you trade for a number one wide receiver? He's got a bad knee, and you think the day to bring him back when he's not 100% is in the middle of a freaking blizzard. Like, that seemed like yeah, the worst idea to me. Yeah, that wasn't so smart. But, you know, supposedly now Zay Jones has been demoted. But if Kelvin Benjamin really play on Sunday, which, again, if there is more snow, unlikely, but still possible for Sunday, <laughs> that, uh, you know, you wonder if they'd be that uh, silly twice in a row. But uh, we'll see. But, Knowing um, the Bills, yes. Yes, they would. <laughs> yeah. So, um as far as waiver wire pickups this week, um, if he's out there, you got to go get D.D. Westbrook for Jacksonville. Yeah. Great matchup mm-hmm. against the Houston secondary. Yes, I know Blake Bortles is his quarterback, but um, even Blake oh. Bortles has thrown for 300 yards a few times um, this season, and you know, this More matchup in particular seems to be pretty good. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so D.D. Westbrook I like. Uh, Corey Coleman, you know, not as good a matchup, but still out there and, you know, figures to see a few more, a few, uh, a little bit less coverage now with Josh Gordon back, uh, Josh Doxson, Tyler Lockett, and yes, even Zay Jones, if the weather cooperates and Kelvin Benjamin's knee doesn't cooperate. So those are some of the people I have my mind on or eye on for the waiver wire. How about you? Uh, you hit everybody on my list. So one thing we had pretty good overlap on. Okay. I, I can't. Well, I can't second enough the D.D. Westbrook one. That should be the top of everybody's list. Yeah. I'm, here's here's one for you. I have a league um, this week where I'm trying to decide between D.D. Westbrook and Robbie Anderson. Now Robbie Anderson has had obviously a, a great season, but you know he's got a hamstring mm-hmm. injury and more importantly a quarterback problem. So yeah. quarterback injuries. <laughs> so yeah. I I just I'm. This is one of those situations where, you know, Robbie Anderson has been the stud for me all year, but I actually think D.D. Westbrook is probably probably the better one to dance with for this coming week. But uh, what do you think about that situation in particular and just in general the idea of maybe going with somebody um, who might not be your primary um, point getter for the season, but somebody that has a more favorable matchup this weekend? Yeah, I mean, I – in your shoes, and I'm sure you're doing it, I'd, I'd definitely start D.D. Westbrook just matchup alone. Um, Robbie Anderson, spoiler alert, at the top of my avoid list this week. Um, but it, this, like you said at the top of the show, this is really the time more than ever where you have to look at the matchups. you got to look at the weather. You have to take these things that maybe were secondary factors in the regular season where you could, you know, you can afford to gamble a, bit, a little bit more. And you have to, if you don't have enough of a cushion, you can't throw somebody like Robbie Anderson in your lineup and hope hey, you know, things will still be okay. But with Bryce Petty throwing to you, it's hard to put a lot of stock into it. <laughs> it's just, it's well, not great. And I think a lot of people adopt the mindset that, oh, I'd rather lose with my quote-unquote best player in the lineup than, you know, leave them on the bench and then have them go off. You know, it's, it's 
somehow yeah. less troubling to people if they have their star player in the lineup and that player, you know, has a bad game, even if it's, you know, could be predicted, you know, people feel better mm-hmm. if they you know, lose when their star player has a bad game than if they, you know, proactively put that guy on the bench and then the guy went off and they, you know, happened to lose the matchup. But, you know, hopefully you have better matchups. But uh, anyway, just as, you know, my, my two general pieces of advice for playoffs would be one, you know, start the guy with the better matchup and B, if you think you're a pretty heavy underdog, go for the guys with the uh, high upside. It doesn't really matter if you lose by five points, 10 points or 50 points. You know, if you lose at this point in the season, you're done. So you might as well Mm -hmm. go for a DD Westbrook. If you think he has a better matchup than, you know, even a, you know, an AJ green to just pull a name out of the hat. I know we probably disagree on that, but, uh, Anyway, why don't I get us started with our um, top 10 lists for wide receivers yeah. this week? So top of Go my list it. is Antonio Brown. Keenan Allen is my number two. Julio Jones, third. Tyreek Hill, fourth. Brandon Cooks, fifth. Doug Baldwin, sixth. Michael Thomas, seventh. Uh, Michael Crabtree, eighth. Golden Tate, ninth. And Adam Thielen, ten. And then... Uh, some honorable mentions, actually a pretty long list of honorable mentions, but I'll shout out uh, Mike Evans, Marquise Goodwin, Josh Gordon, and Alshon Jeffrey. Okay, we actually we got a decent amount of overlap, a little different order, but I have Keenan Allen 1, Antonio Brown 2. To me, those are pretty interchangeable. Uh, yep. Michael Thomas I have, I've got third, uh, Adam Thielen, Julio Jones running out the top five, DeAndre Hopkins, Doug Baldwin, A.J. Green, Larry Fitzgerald, Jarvis Landry, and Devontae Adams. And then just outside the top ten, I had Michael Crabtree, Alshon Jeffrey, and Devin Funches. Okay. So my avoid list is going to have a couple of names that your top ten list had, but that's pretty par for the course uh, for us. (laughs) Um, I got A.J. Green on my avoid list. Um, DeAndre Hopkins also on my avoid list. Uh, T.Y. Hilton, Jordy Nelson, yeah. Devontae Adams, Des Bryant, sorry, Jana, Robbie Anderson, as we were talking okay. before, uh, Corey Davis and Richard Matthews with Tennessee, and then Devin Funches, who I think you also liked, is also on my avoid list. But uh, let's hear your avoid list, and undoubtedly there will be some of my top picks on that. <laughs> I think there might be. Uh, so I've got Robbie Anderson, as I mentioned before. Uh, Sterling Shepard, Devontae Parker, um, Cooper Cup, Deshaun Jackson, Kelvin Benjamin, P.Y. Hilton, Jermaine Curse, Josh Doxson. So there's there's a little overlap there. <laughs> okay. That's always yeah. good to hear. So, yeah, it should be interesting uh, discussing the games. I mean, that's always interesting, but uh, especially for yeah. playoff week, uh, hashing out some of our differences will be interesting. So how about um, quarterbacks? So uh, who's who's on your uh, injured list for this week that we should be paying attention to? Carson Wentz in my big money league and in the Eagles fans' heart, all injured, had his uh, ACL repaired this morning and is on track to play next season. <laughs> Josh McCown broke his hand. They put him on IR today. He's done for the year. Tyrod Taylor uh, didn't come back from that knee injury in time to play in the, the snow globe last week, but – he did practice today. They said if he's healthy, he's going to be the starter. Nathan Peterman, who left that game with a concussion, uh, is still in the concussion protocol, and they're they're not sure. But 
it, the way it looks now, Tyrod Taylor's your one, Peter Minzer two, and Joe Webb's back to QB three this week. And Aaron Rodgers, on a happier note, somebody who's healthy enough to play, is going to be starting this week for the Packers. So the Brett Hundley experience is over for the time being. All right. Here's – I'm sure we're going to disagree on this, but if I have Aaron Rodgers, I don't want to start him this week. I absolutely um, want to start I, him. <laughs> just the reports on his shoulder don't sound good, and it just sounds to me like they're rushing him back. And even if he's an upgrade over Brett Hundley, I don't think he's necessarily somebody that would be a top 10 guy uh, his first week back uh, going up against, um, you know, you know, Carolina defense. I'm not sure I really want any part of that, but uh, we can talk more about that. Uh, I, you obviously disagree with me on that. I'm, I'm all in. <laughs> I'm all in on it. <laughs> all right. If he's a Carson Wentz replacement, I can see it. But if he's, uh, if you've been starting Case, somebody Case like Keenum Jared Goff, Case Keenum is my Carson or... Wentz replacement. Case Keenum's coming in off the bench this week. It's going to be okay. Well, We're going to survive. That's a nice league where you can pick up Case Keenum to replace Carson Wentz at this time. Well, of the it's year, actually but, it's a uh... two quarterback league. You start two quarterbacks and. uh, Carson Wentz and Russell Wilson were my two. Case Keenum's been oh, okay. hanging on the sidelines. He's on your bench. So, okay. Yeah. You didn't pick him up off waivers this week was my point. No. No, if I, had to pick, if I had to pick somebody up off waivers, my option was tr- my best bet was Trevor Simeon in this league, which is not something yeah. I want to go to the playoffs with. No thing. Probably you. not, even in a two-quarterback no. league. But uh, not in even terms this of week guys against who Indianapolis. Are, <clears throat> in terms of guys who are – likely to be on the waiver wire that um, I, there are a bunch of guys that are on the waiver wire, but I think the three in my mind that have the best matchups this week are Blake Bortles, who's going up, who's uh, got mm-hmm. a home matchup against Houston. Joe Flacco has got a road matchup against Cleveland and Nick Foles I, has that road Nick matchup Foley against Dynamite the Giants. Nick is back. <laughs> so now we've got the, the Philadelphia has the, the Phillies and the Foles both now, but uh if, if anyway, anyone's um, listened to this show for any length of time, they know I love me some Nick Foles. I'm excited. My fantasy well, team's not as back, excited about it, but as a fan, I enjoy watching him. <laughs> I I think, again, I, I think he's, he's somebody, we can talk about this when we get to top 10 lists, but I wouldn't be afraid to start him this week, you know, even if I had lost um, um, Carson Wentz. I don't think he's a bad start, but in terms of other guys that are out there on waivers, you know, you mentioned Trevor Simeon. I, I don't mind that matchup as much as you do, but of course it's not ideal. Taylor. Well, I mean, if you're Eli picking Manning. between Trevor Simeon and Case Keenum, that's sort of a no-brainer there. <laughs> yeah. But you do what you got to do. The guys that I'm trying to stay away from, even though they are available on the waiver wire, would be Trevor Simeon, Tyrod Taylor, yeah. Eli Manning, mm-hmm. Jimmy Garoppolo. I know you're more of a fan than I am. Uh, Blaine Gabbard yeah. and the uh, Need I say it, Mitchell Trubisky was also somebody that, uh, you know, only if if you're really, really desperate and there's no other options out there. Mitchell, don't call him Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, I I don't want to go to the playoffs with Mitchell Trubisky as my quarterback. I'll tell you that right now. Okay. So how about uh, your quarterback top ten list then? Top of my list this week is Russell Wilson. I need him to save my fantasy team from a torn ACL, but – I think he's putting up big points this week. Tom Brady coming in at number two, followed by Cam Newton, Ben Roethlisberger, and Aaron Rodgers. Obviously, you and I see that way differently. <laughs> surprise, surprise. I see the Cam Newton uh, one differently, I, too, but we'll get to that. 
that's, that's all right. I, I think we see that whole game yep. differently. <laughs> uh, like Philip Rivers, Drew Brees, Nick Foley and Dynamite coming in at eight on my list. Kirk Cousins, Case Keenum rounding out the top ten. And then I have Dak Prescott and Alex Smith just outside the top ten. Okay. Um, my list has Ben Roethlisberger at the top. Tom Brady. You can just tell second. when my list just makes you sad. <laughs> Drew Brees third. There was some overlap. Um, Russell Wilson four. And then we begin to diverge a little bit. I have Matthew Stafford fifth, Matt Ryan sixth, Philip Rivers seventh, Alex Smith eight, Jared Goff nine, and Kirk Cousins ten. And then uh, just outside my Top 10, those honorable mentions, I'd say Case Keenum. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, not the worst matchup, but I don't like it as much as some of the others. Jameis Winston, uh, Derek Carr, Nick Foles, Blake Bortles. I think all those guys are are startable this week, although maybe not ideal starts. So how about about, um, avoid lists? Who's on your avoid list this week? Matt Ryan, not getting the start for me this week. Marcus Mariota. Trevor Simeon, as we talked about before, Jared Goff, Derek Carr, Andy Dalton, Deshaun Kaiser, Jay Cutler. Eh. <laughs> just, just right. not seeing it this week. The, okay. Um, I'll give you my list, and then I want to talk a little bit about uh, a couple. We talked about Aaron Rodgers, but I'm curious. Our, mm-hmm. our takes on Dak Prescott and Jared Goff are quite different. Uh, I have Aaron yeah. Rodgers as numero uno on my avoid list for this week. Cam Newton, oh, two, <laughs> Dak Prescott, three, Marcus Mariota, four, Tyrod Taylor, five, uh, Joe Flacco, six, Andy Dalton. I, I know I just recommended Joe Flacco as a waiver wire pickup, but you know, I think he's That's the okay. best of the bad bunch there. I'd still prefer not to start him if I could. Andy Dalton, Jacoby Brissett, uh, Tom Savage, and Mitchell Trubisky are on my avoid list. And then almost uh, without having to say this, but I'll say it anyway, just in case, um, whoever it is for the Jets, Bryce Petty, Christian Hackenberger, some guy off the street, don't, don't start them this week. Yeah. Don't, don't start any Jets quarterbacks, <laughs> please. For the yeah. love of God. <laughs> or receivers or tight ends or anybody pretty much, but okay. So let's get to the Jared Goff um, pick. So mm-hmm. we see that differently. I'm actually quite scared of that game and not really sure what to make of Jared Goff going up against Seattle's defense, obviously not the Legion of boom, but they seem to play a lot better at home with their star parts than they do on the road. So I'm, I definitely have some second thoughts about starting Jared Goff, but again, I'm not really sure that I would start, you know, somebody like Jimmy Garoppolo or Aaron Rodgers over him this week, but uh, you have the floor to try to convince me why I, I should uh, think otherwise. All right. So I'm about to, I'm about to rock your world here. So here's how I look at it. Uh, say, for example, we're talking about whether or not to start Aaron Rodgers or, or Jared Goff, since we know where I fall on this. To me, Aaron Rodgers has a lot to prove. He's coming back from an injury. To, this is the point in the season where he thrives the most. He's coming in, they're down, you know, they're the underdog. This is where he seems to really dig down and find something, and he makes that team better. So for me, a pissed-off Aaron Rodgers is always a good start. You look at Jared Goff, this is somebody who we, we forget is still a very young quarterback. He's going into Seattle in a time where these fans are so frenzied and so crazy. It's December, we're going down the stretch. 
Seattle needs these wins. And I, to me personally, I think that run game is going to be what carries them, not the pass game. I see that as one of the lower scoring games this week. And so for me, Jared Goff can stay safely on my bench without any regret. Yeah, I guess we see the game differently. I see it as being pretty yeah. high scoring, but um, I think they'll do most of the damage, or at least try to do most of the damage with the run and the fact that Robert Woods isn't back yet and that they don't really have a you know, a reliable tight end, that all bothers me. I'm not sure that Sammy Watkins and Cooper I mean, Cup are enough. To me, I have, I have that game. I have Seattle winning 24-20, which skewed against the rest of these games. One of the lower scoring ends. And I already – Cooper Cup was decidedly on my avoid list, as is Jared Goff. Um, but I had Todd Gurley – front and center in my start list so for me it's all about their run game that's what they have to live and die with this week see i i agree about the seattle pick that i think it's going to be higher scoring than i have a final score 31 27 so you know my thesis for the game is a little bit different you know i think they will be able to move the ball through the air but i just don't know is he a better start than yeah aaron Rodgers again I agree with everything you said about him, but, you know, the wild card is it doesn't matter how pissed off he is if he's not, you know, 100% healthy or even 75% healthy. If he's only See, 50% I think, healthy, I think I feel better I'm not about sure the that that's what I want to start for my fantasy semifinal league. I think that's the underlying thing. Mm. Okay. I mean, if I'm going to risk it with somebody, I want to risk it with Aaron Rodgers. At this point in the season, and he's also going no up doubt. against a better defense, I think. I think Carolina's defense is arguably mm-hmm. better than – Seattle's defense, and he's also, you know, playing on the road. Yeah, and that worries me less, pretty... Okay. Well, put a bookmark in that, <laughs> and if I'm crying in my, you know, proverbial beer on Sunday night, or more importantly, one, one when we do the show be. next Wednesday, <laughs> well, we'll see. Uh, do you have Jared Goff yeah. in any of your leagues or not? No. No, I didn't get on board with the Jared Goff bandwagon. I do, however, have Aaron Rodgers on a couple of teams. Okay, because I have three teams still alive in the playoffs, and two of them I have both Jared Goff and uh, Todd Gurley on that team, which is probably part of the reason Ooh. why it's where it is now. But, yeah, so, yeah, that I, worked I could, well. I, I could start one and not the other, and if I had to choose one or the other, it would be Gurley, but I just don't know that um, that there's anything better out there. You know, you know, mm-hmm. The Jimmy Garoppolo's and the Joe Flacco's, I'm not really sure, that or Nick Foles even, I not convinced that that's a better start than Jared Goff this week, but I would start. I would start you know. Nick Foles and maybe, maybe even Joe Flacco over Jared Goff this week. Okay, well, how about Deshaun it's Kaiser? Dana. No, not going to start Deshaun Kaiser over Jared Goff. I do. I do draw the line. Blake Bortles. Somewhere. Yeah, I would start Blake Bortles over him. All right. Okay. Um, <laughs> there you have it. We. See that all quite differently, but uh, let's move Teenage on Mutant to Ninja Bortles. We're going strong. Yeah, let's, <laughs> let's move on to uh, tight ends then. So, how about um, injuries to tight ends this week? Who's on your list? Uh, well, it's it's a short list, starring none other than your friend and mine, Jordan Reed. Still dealing with the hamstring injury. <laughs> Don't start Jordan Reed. Yeah. He's done. It's over. Uh, Zach Ertz did clear the concussion protocol this afternoon. It looks like he is on track to play this week. He missed the game last week, uh, but the Eagles didn't miss a step until Carson Wentz's knee blew up. But, I mean, 
So for what it's worth, Zach Ertz is coming back. Rob Gronkowski is no longer suspended. Things are right again in the tight end world. Okay. I had um, Hunter Henry and Kyle Rudolph also on my watch list, you know, just in terms of injuries, guys that I'd be a little mm-hmm. bit uh, worried about Hunter starting. Hunter Henry had himself a nice week last week. Yeah, he did. But I just, that calf, I, I don't know. I'm just, when somebody's dinged up going into the game, the, especially a game where you can't afford to, you know, be giving away points. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, for some guy getting pulled out of the game, you know, if it's a random thing, like Alvin Kamara has a concussion and gets hit early in the game, you know, you, 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 know, you can't foresee that. But if somebody goes yeah. into the game dinged up and you start Kelvin Benjamin, then, you know, I think, you know, that's your problem then if, if he ends up going out, aggravating the injury and going out of the game early on. So that's what makes me a little bit leery about, Guys like Hunter Henry or Kyle Rudolph. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, even if they're cleared and they're starting, I'm not so sure I want them in my starting lineup this week. But... I would. I've got them both in my top ten. I'm in. Okay. <laughs> uh, I, I'm. We're gonna have some disagreements there too. But as far as the waiver wire goes, <laughs> don't worry, goes, guys. The second uh, half of the show is really heating up. <laughs> As far as the waiver wire goes, um, Eric Ebron is at the top of my list this week. You know, matchup against Chicago isn't uh, ideal, but you know he seems to have a newfound chemistry with Matthew Stafford the last few weeks. So hoping that he has a pretty low floor, or excuse me, a pretty high floor. Um, Mercedes Lewis again that Jacksonville matchup against the Houston secondary. I like it. Uh, Julius Thomas is out there. O.J. Howard, David Njoku. Ricky Seals-Jones, a little bit of a letdown last week, but uh, going up against a suspect Washington pass defense this week. And then uh, Ben Watson also out there. And if you're really desperate, Jesse James and Charles Clay also out there. But uh, who who would your top tight end recommendations be? I would like to make a play for Charles Clay here as a very respectable waiver wire pickup this week. Tyrod Taylor's coming back. That raises the potential ceiling of Charles Clay exponentially. He and Tyrod Taylor really work well together, especially with the dinged-up Kelvin Benjamin. Someone's got to catch the ball, uh, it's, and it's a pretty decent matchup against Miami. So I'm I'm very for Charles Clay. Okay. So since our <laughs> lists are likely to differ, at least by the middle of it, I'll go first with the tight ends. Go. I've got Rob Gronkowski really going out on a limb here, but Rob Gronkowski, top of my – tight end list, followed by Jimmy Graham, two, Travis Kelsey, three, Zach Ertz, four, Mercedes Lewis, five, Eric Ebron, six, Vernon Davis, seven, Hunter Henry, a little bit scared, but I'll put him at eighth on my list, uh, Jared Cook, eight. ninth, okay. <laughs> uh, a fearful, trepidatious eighth, and then Evan Ingram <laughs> at uh, tenth, and then some other guys on my list, honorable mentions, I have Cameron Braid, Austin Hooper, uh, Julius Thomas, O.J. Howard, and Ricky Seals-Jones, and a few others, but uh, I'll leave it at that. So let's, okay. let's, who's on your our, top our 10 list? Our lists are not, are not that terribly far far apart. Um, I have Rob Gronkowski, number one, Travis Kelsey, Zach Ertz, slash Brent Selleck, slash Trey Burton. Zach Ertz is the one to start. Um, Brent Selleck I could make a case for as a deeper league flex. Um Jimmy Graham at four, Evan Ingram I have higher on my list. I have him up at five, followed by Delaney Walker, Kyle Rudolph, uh, a a much less scared number eight for me with Hunter Henry, Jack Doyle at nine, and Jared Cook at ten. 
And then I have Jason Witten and Vernon Davis uh, rounding out my uh, my extras, my bonus picks there. I'm putting <laughs> so okay. not not too terribly different. All right, our avoid lists are going to sound pretty different though. I've got Greg Olson at the top of my list. Uh, Delaney yep. Walker, who you recommend, I don't like. Jason Witten, who you also recommended, I don't like. Ben Watson, Charles Clay, who you were touting before, I don't like. Tyler Croft, oh, Jack Clay. Doyle, you also touted, I don't like. Uh, Austin Saparian Jenkins, and then Adam Shaheen, which is probably not worth mentioning because you're probably not in the semifinals of your league if you're starting Adam Shaheen. Yeah, if you are, good. Goodness, you're doing some big things at other positions. Uh, I also have Greg Olson uh, at the top of my list, O.J. Howard, Julius Thomas, Austin Safarian Jenkins, Steven Anderson, Tyler Croft, David Njoku, Jesse James, Ricky Seals-Jones, and Eric Ebron. The Eric Ebron one, that's, that's going to be another issue. I have a feeling that, um, well, doesn't mean we're going to be right or wrong on all of our things that we uh, – disagree on that one of us is going to be right on all of them, but uh, it would be quite an interesting matchup mm-hmm. if you and I were playing each other in a league this week, given how differently we seem to view things. So how about uh, yeah. defenses? Um, give me your, your top 10 for this week. I've got Jacksonville, Baltimore, Philadelphia, Denver, New Orleans, the Los Angeles Chargers, don't call us San Diego, uh, Buffalo, Washington, Detroit, and Seattle. Okay, um, not <laughs> too much overlap on our lists, but I'll give you is. mine. I have Minnesota first, Philadelphia second, Denver third, Detroit four, Washington five, Carolina six, Jacksonville seven, Cleveland eight, Buffalo nine, and Indianapolis ten. Okay, a little bit different, a little bit. Just a little bit. How about uh, your voice list? <laughs> I have a feeling we might have some a little bit more overlap here. Probably. Um, this is ominous foreshadowing for our game picks. Uh, New England, Pittsburgh, Oakland, your Giants, Tennessee, Atlanta, Tampa Bay, Cleveland, the Jets, and Kansas City. Okay. And for me, I've got the Giants at the top of my list, followed by the Jets. So bad week to be playing a New York defense. Yep. Starting a New York defense in your fantasy league. New England, three. Houston, four. Pittsburgh, five. Uh, Chargers, six. Chiefs, seven. Bengals, eight. Rams, nine. And Tampa Bay rounding out my top ten avoid list. Okay. All right. Well, we made it, we made it the game picks. <laughs> game picks. The best part of the show. All right. Um, I know we have to book a little bit here. Um, we started I'm a little sorry, late. We're good. We'll try to. I can do. I can do DFS picks in like close. thirty seconds. We're good. <laughs> okay. Start the Jets and the Giants, and you're good. Okay, we can skip that part of the show. Right, no, no, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Thursday night we've got Denver at Indianapolis. I'm going with the road team. We'll go Denver 24, Indianapolis 17. I've got Denver winning 23-14. Um, so it's just. Not a lot to get excited about here. If this game was three or four years ago, it's much more interesting. Today, not so much. Yeah. The battle of uh, mm. Peyton Manning's former teams. Okay. Next up, we've got uh, Chicago at Detroit. I think Chicago will do a lot of running in this game, but uh, Detroit's passing will overcome that. You know, if you put the two teams together, they would have one good offense, but I'll 
picked the Detroit passing game over the Chicago running game 27-20 in a Saturday afternoon special. Okay, so I see this a little different. I actually have Detroit winning this 33-17, so I am just not respecting the Bears this week. Jordan Howard, yes, he does great things, but Mitchell Trubisky is still their quarterback. Um, I just I don't think they can hang here. Okay, next up we've got the Saturday night game. We've got the Chiefs, who got on track last week against the Raiders, uh, hosting the Chargers. Good chance that whoever wins this will win the division I'm going to pick the home team here, which is a bit of a homer pick, but I'll go with the Chiefs uh, by a field goal, 34-31. Okay. Um, we're, we're in a similar place. I actually am taking the Chargers to win this 31-28. So I also think this is going down to a field goal. I think this game is going to go back and forth a lot of the day, but uh, I've got I guess the Chargers kicking the December Blues in a big way this year. Okay, next up we've got the Sunday games. We've got Arizona at Washington. Arizona traveling across three time zones to take on the Redskins. Uh, neither of these teams are going to be in the playoffs, but uh, I'll go with uh, the home team to win here. I'll go on Washington 24, Arizona 20. Okay, I've got Washington winning 27-21, so a, a little more margin of victory, but I think that Kirk Cousins and Washington kind of right the ship here. Um, wouldn't be totally, totally shocked if Arizona pulled off a, a sort of upset. I don't even know if you can call it that. But I think Washington just has a few more pieces. They'll be able to get it together. I like Arizona at home lately, as you know. I've picked them the last couple mm-hmm. times when they won upsets Worked at home. Okay. But yeah, on the road, they just seem like not such a good team. So I'm going to stick with the Redskins here. Uh, next the Redskins up, don't Cleveland. discriminate. They just seem like not such a good team wherever they are. Um, yeah, especially later in the season. Early in the season, they were looking pretty good. But uh, as you pointed mm-hmm. out, injuries have really decimated their offensive line, and they just never uh, you know, got much out of their wide receiver signing. Um, no. So just yeah, sad situation there. It'd be interesting to see if Kirk Cousins is back next year or not. But uh, So anyway, moving on to the next game, we've got uh, Cleveland hosting Baltimore. Cleveland, I picked them last week, and I thought, you know, there's no way I'm going to be picking them they again. They had a chance. But, they had a you know, chance. They were up two touchdowns <laughs> going into the fourth quarter. I actually look at this matchup, and I think, you know, at home with an improved passing game, they do have a chance again this week. So I'll stick to my stubbornness, and I'll say that uh, Cleveland wins this in a relatively low-scoring game. I'll say uh, Browns 24, Ravens 21. Okay. Um, I, I love your optimism. I think there are a couple of ways where that could happen. I am, however, going to take the Ravens to win this. I just think the Ravens' defense might be a little bit of uh, a little bit too much to overcome for Deshaun Kaiser. I love that things look better. They're just not quite all the way there yet. Um, so I'm They're thinking Baltimore not the worst team in the league. If they were playing the Giants no. on a neutral oh, no. flight right now, the Browns would definitely be favored, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm with you there, and. And I think they can stay competitive with a lot of teams. I think they'll stay competitive in this game. And, you know, when the season started, that wasn't necessarily something we could say. So, they, so they're, they're improving. I don't think they're on the wrong track. I just I think they need a defense and a better offensive line. But, you know, those, those don't come over Their secondary is pretty bad. But um, how about what's your final good. score for that game? Uh, I have Baltimore winning 21-13. 21-13. Okay, great. Uh, next up, Minnesota. Hosting Cincinnati. Hopefully, this isn't uh, 
up for too much discussion. I have this is the blowout of the week. I'll go with Minnesota winning uh, 31 to 7. Okay, I I gave Cincinnati a little better shot. I gave them 31 to 17. So I gave them 10 more points. <laughs> okay. It's just not going to be pretty. If this game was in yeah, a blizzard, I, think... I would happily watch it, but it's not going to be. So count me out. So, yeah, I think Minnesota will bounce back um, pretty well from the Carolina loss. But next up, we have another game probably not going to agree on because you think Aaron Rodgers is all-worldly. And I'm, you know, when he's healthy, I agree. I'm all in. But I don't don't think he's healthy. I'm going with the host uh, Panthers to grind this one out on the ground. I'll go with final score with Carolina 27, Green Bay 20. Okay. We both agree on Carolina scoring 27 points. I just have Green Bay also scoring 28. And then Aaron Rodgers is winning this in the last two minutes of the game, and I am excited about it. Okay. Um, for your, Don't worry, for the you already gave me a soliloquy earlier. Teams, but... I hope you're right. <laughs> All right. Next up, we've got uh, Houston traveling to Jacksonville. I'm sounding like a broken record, but I'm picking the home team again here. Um, in this one, I think will be a route. Uh, Jacksonville showing more of an offense lately. I think they'll win this by a couple of touchdowns. Jacksonville 35, Houston 20. I have Jacksonville winning this 20 to 14. Uh, all Blake Bortles needs to do is just not lose the game. That's all I need from him. Don't lose the game. Uh, and I think he can manage to do that this week. Oh, I, I think it'll be much better than not losing the game. If I I'll I mean, go I hope out so. on the that I, after him, but <laughs> I think he'll throw for at least 250 yards this week, and uh, hopefully, D.D. Westbrook gets most of that. We'll see. Yeah, hey, we so, are big proponents of D.D. Westbrook here at the Fourth and Inches Show. Yep. Uh, next up, we've got Miami <laughs> at Buffalo, another potential um, snowball, hopefully, but uh, probably not. I wish. But, um, I wish. Either, <laughs> even without it, I'll I'll go with uh, Buffalo to win this uh, by a field goal. I'll take Buffalo 24, Miami 21. I have Buffalo winning 23-20. Um, I would happily watch a Blizzard snow glow game every week. I would watch the Bills play in that every week. I don't even care. Um, but it's just Miami, they did, they did a big thing last week. They beat. Tom Brady and the Patriots. That happens every couple of years. We got it this year. Uh, I think they're going to get a little bit of a letdown. They're going into Buffalo, which, while dinged up, is still not the easiest place to play in the world, and I think it's going to catch up to them. Okay, next up we've got a game which I don't think there's going to be much discussion of. Uh, Jets (laughs) traveling to the Saints, and I'm Probably a little optimistic here in how many points I think the Jets can score, but I'll go with a final score of New Orleans, 38. Jets, uh, 24 points on the courtesy of a couple of garbage time touchdowns. Well, that's nice of you. Um, I have New Orleans winning 34-13. So <laughs> we gave them something. <laughs> yeah. If all we're disagreeing on is the garbage time, then, then we're in pretty good uh, I think we're okay. shape. So next up is another game that figures to have a lot of garbage time, and that's the Eagles uh, traveling up the turnpike to play the Giants. And even with Nick Poles there, I don't think the Eagles are going to miss a skip a beat. I think this is a blowout. Uh, Eagles 41, Giants 17. I am respecting your Giants a little more than you are, and I would like to point out that I 
they hung around last week. The fourth quarter of the wheels came off a little bit, but I mean they were they kept it a little respectable with the Cowboys. I think they'll do the same this week. I have the Eagles winning 28-14, so I've got them doubling them up. Very excited about Nick Foley and Dynamite coming back, but uh, you know I think the sooner this year's over for your Giants, the better. Yeah, the sooner the draft is, the better. Yeah. Um, so next up we've got Rams at Seattle. We talked about this before, so I'll just reiterate my pick. I've got the hometown Seahawks winning this uh, 31-27. I have the Seahawks winning 24-20. So another game that we agree but also don't agree on. <laughs> yeah, we agree on the direction, but just not the magnitude. Yeah. So. Next up, we have the one that I think will not only decide the AFC uh, top seed, but uh, in all likelihood also be one of the most entertaining games of the week, and that's uh, the Patriots traveling to Pittsburgh. And I'll go with uh, Pittsburgh to win this by a field goal, uh, another last-second victory. I'll go with Pittsburgh 37, New England 34. I'm taking New England to win this 34-30. I work with a, a guy who's a huge Steelers fan, and I looked him in the eye today and said, the worst thing that could have happened to you is the, the Patriots losing last week. Um, this is going to be somewhat of a statement game for New England. They're going to come into Pittsburgh, and despite how well Big Ben does in Pittsburgh, I think New Orleans is just going to have a little bit more in the tank, getting Gronk back, having a, a national stage to prove him on. I think it's just a little too much for the Steelers this week. So I have New England taking it by four points. Yeah, these are both, in my mind, somewhat flawed teams. I mean, they're the best in the conference, mm-hmm. but I think right now if I had to handicap things, I would say that the, the Super Bowl winner is likely to come from the NFC this year, but uh, we'll rethink that the last couple of weeks of the season yeah. and give you our postseason uh, picks. But next up, uh, Tennessee – Staying out west, another game this week. Uh, last week in Arizona, not a good result. This week at San Francisco, and I think this will be a better result. I'll go with the final score here of uh, Tennessee 27, San Francisco 24. Okay, I've got Tennessee winning 21-17, but in all honesty, I would not be totally shocked if this went the other way. Um, you guys know I love my Titans, but they just, they're a little lost right now. little troubling. Okay, next up we have Dallas uh, traveling out to Oakland, and I'm going to pick the same score and the same result, uh, the California team on the short end of the stick, Dallas 27, Oakland 24. I have Dallas winning this 34-27. I see this being a little higher scoring than you do. Um, So, you know, that that might be why Des Bryant's not on my avoid list this week. <laughs> and Dak Prescott is on your recommended list and on my avoid list. He sure is. <laughs> Although I did start Dak Prescott in the DFS league last week and was as well as the Dallas defense and was glad that I did both of those things. Pretty good play. Okay, and then last up, the Monday night game, we've got uh, Atlanta at Tampa Bay. Atlanta coming off a Thursday night game, so they'll have had a, thir- a good 11 days of rest. Uh, I think at this point Tampa Bay is just kind of lost and Atlanta you know, not a consistent team, but I think they'll have enough um, together to win this and I'll go with a final score of Atlanta 31, Tampa Bay 24. I have Atlanta winning this 30-24 to 24. 
Um, just despite the fact that both these teams really, you know, have a chance at winning this, and Matt Ryan historically is not very good against Tampa Bay. Uh, I just I think Devontae Freeman's going to be more of the X factor here, and that's kind of what gets him over the hump. But this at least will be, I think, a competitive game the whole way, so I'm pretty excited about that. We've had a couple of stinkers the last few weeks, but um, I think Atlanta will take it this week. Alrighty, that just that does it for the for the game analyses and the fantasy picks, the, the playoff picks. So, how about uh, DFS? What's on stat? What's on tap this week? And who are your uh, stacks and other recommended plays this week? Well, for me, I'm stacking Carolina, Pittsburgh, Jacksonville, and Philadelphia. Obviously, a big fan of Nick Foles, so I'm all in on that. Not everybody is, but quarterback Cam Newton against that Green Bay secondary. We saw what happened to him last week with Deshaun Kaiser. Plus, Aaron Rodgers is back, which means they're going to score a lot of points, and it's going to have to come down to the wire. So they're going to be passing. I like Cam Newton. The price is right this week. Blake Bortles, Nick Foles, both good value picks. Um, you know, as as you talked about before, you think he's going to have even a better day than I do. So it's a good no pick Jared here Goff at running you. back. No Jared Goff for me. Staying away from Jared Goff, even in DFS. Um, at running back, Mike Davis, big fan of his this week. It's a low price, and the Rams have allowed the second most points to running backs out of any team this season. So for me, it's a good play. Kenyon Drake, Alex Collins, uh, Samaji Pirine, even though he was on my avoid list for your season long, his pricing's pretty good, and it may work out for you here if you're willing to take a little bit of a risk. I like LeGarrette Blunt, uh, especially as a flex option as well. At, run, at wide receiver, Marquise Goodwin, Juju Smith-Schuster. That game's obviously going to be a shootout. Doug Baldwin, Josh Doxson, D.D. Westbrook. We can't tell you enough to start him. Devin Funches, Jordy Nelson, who I think is going to bounce back here. And Will Fuller came back from injury last week. Even in a lower-scoring game, I might take a flyer on him. At tight end, Jimmy Graham's a great play. I love Delaney Walker. I really love where his price is this week. Tyler Croft, Mercedes Lewis, also pretty good picks. And at defense, uh, the Redskins and the Saints pretty stand out to me just as far as where you can get them price-wise. So overall, we've got some good picks for you there. And uh, that's going to bring us back to the end of the show this week. We'll be back next week helping you get through the playoff push. And uh, we'll we'll be back for the full hour next week at our normal time. We'll give you all the news and notes, injuries, waiver wire picks, who to start, who to sit, and, of course, the game predictions, which are always the fun part of the show, and then your daily fantasy picks. So if you have questions about your lineup that we maybe didn't cover or it's going down to the wire, find us all over social media. You can find us at thefantasyfootballsherpa.com, on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page, on Twitter at the number 4 THN Inches Show, JKIM16 and Fantasy underscore Sherpa. And as always... Good luck this week, unless, of course, you're playing us.